Welcome to The Breadwinners. We're back for season five and taking your questions about work, life, and everything in between. I'm Jennifer Owens. I served as editorial director of Working Mother Media and founded the Working Mother Research Institute. And I'm Rahel Ellison. I'm an executive coach and management consultant who works with companies big and small to design workplace policies that work for all employees. There's nothing we like more than talking about work-life strategies, but we know that in the real world, such questions can be very personal and a little prickly. In this season of The Breadwinners, we tackle them all. Raquel. Jennifer. How you doing today? I'm doing all right. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, especially since, you know, we're recording today and that's always a high point. It is. It is always a high point. I like it. (laughs) So today we have a question from a breadwinner entrepreneur. Ooh, okay. Are you ready to put on your small business owner hat, of which I know you have some? I do. I have a few different ones. Yes, I am. You know, we're recording. It's a little cold out. So, you know, get a winter version. Do you wear winter white? Are you? I'm a winter white person. I like a winter white. I actually have this winter white jacket. I wore it yesterday and I was very happy about it. And maybe let's hope that it was, you know, produced by, you know, a a woman owned company. And we'll just say it was and say it's all thematic. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely was. Anyway, well, definitely wasn't thrown up, whatever. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. Okay. So here's our question. Sure. I own a small business. Really, it's just me with contractors brought in as needed. Uh I love the work. And what I really love is being my own boss with all the flexibility that brings. A client of mine wants me to expand, as in employees on the payroll and all the rest. I don't think the time is right, but I don't want to let the client down or seem unambitious. What should I do? I'm really glad this breadwinner. You know... Immediately, this makes me think of our lovely friend, Maura, who talks about entrepreneur porn. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And this was back when she brought this up, but I think about it all the time, of the girl boss and, you know, look at us, we're getting all that stuff. And it's like, well, or not for everybody, man. Not for everybody. Yeah, yeah. You know, what's interesting to me when you said that, Read the part of her note again. What happened? What did she say? Let's quote. What did she say when the client said? The answer, she said, I just don't think the client has come to me to, to expand, as in having employees on the payroll and all the rest. And? I don't think the time is right, but I don't want to uh-huh. let the client down or oh, seem okay. unambitious. Let's just zero in on that. I don't think the time is right. Yeah. Right. I think that having been in, like you said, I've had my entrepreneurial hat. I work with people around trusting their their sense and, and sort of maintaining their locus of control in whatever, whether they're inside yeah. or outside of an organization. And what I hear from this person is, I don't think the time is right. I think if we were, you know, again, if we were to be sitting in the room with this breadwinner, would love to know more about their business, would love yeah. to know more about what they enjoy about it, why it sounds like with the help of these contractors, this person is able to get the work done, right? Right. Not feeling overwhelmed, feeling productive, you know. We could look at 
the PNL statements. Like, yeah. you know, let's like think, is this actually working? And if it's actually working, and given that this person really introduced the whole, you know, just, just her whole letter, she sounds really enthusiastic about what she is doing. Mm-hmm. And she really likes it. And I think what we tend to do, I mean, I remember this when I was at my, at the height of my entrepreneur porn consumption. Yeah. That when you, I did not know how I was going to phrase that, by the way. That was- <laughs> <laughs> but I already, I get it. It's very tempting, right? It's tempting, but also, you know, you work on something really, really hard and you're looking for, you're looking for that kind of moment when you can finally feel like you can you can ease up just a little bit on the hustle, right? Right. Or oh my God, yeah. Ease up on the hustle, but that you can have more confidence that your hustle is not in vain, right? R- right. And when you see that, it's not Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the golden ticket, but it's it's like, okay, like I, if I can get that, then then I should really adapt, you know, what I'm doing. Right. For, to grab this ticket, right? Yeah. And I think one thing that I've come to learn in my young old age and as a coach and working in, you know, both basically for myself and in my work with others is that if you don't trust your gut and you're pushed by your fear that if you don't take an opportunity that feels, even if it feels really off, yeah, that you are not going to get another one, it's probably not going to turn out so well. Oh, that's a, that's such a good point. It, it, and also the point that this isn't your only opportunity to do this if the timing's not right. Correct. And by the way, Jen, as you know, like this is pot calling the kettle black. And I think that's true of every coach that I know. You know, every all of us have been through making these decisions that that we we can coach others not to make. It's hard. It's yeah. hard. In that situation, and it feels like on the one hand, you're seeing, you know, whether it's security or prosperity or, you know, success in a way that you don't feel you have now. And on the other side, you have like your, you know, the voice inside your head speaking the truth, saying, like, really though? Really? Not right now. You You know, you have the company that that is working for you right now. Yeah. If that's the case. Just because someone else has a timeline for you doesn't necessarily mean you need it. So then that brings us back. You know, I think we could talk for hours about how we all need to trust our intuitions. How do we mm-hmm. trust that? I actually have a friend who's starting an intuition coaching business, which is fascinating. Oh, my gosh. Fascinating. You really do lose touch with it sometimes, right? You, you know, you, you get so busy that you just aren't. You're just trying to get stuff done. and that. That's not a time when you listen to your gut much. True. Uh, absolutely true. And actually, interesting, I am going to plug Jorley Pena, who who is starting this intuition business because she's someone who, she has an MBA in Columbia in marketing. Yeah. She, she runs a co-working space. 
she's kind of trusted her intuition to start all of these these different projects and and it's it's fascinating i think mm-hmm. to hear about different examples of people who've taken different approaches but that being said i'm also a coach and i think you need to just really listen to what what don't don't if it feels like you're pushing up against a voice in your head that feels true to you, then I think you really have to be mindful of that. Yeah. And when it comes to, but I don't think that's it, right? I don't think it's like, oh, your voice says no. So so it's no, right. No. I do think then your attention, you know, let's acknowledge that your voice says, "Eh," at least if not, yeah, a good idea. And then go to how can you engage this client in a conversation about what your vision is for your business or what you appreciate the most about your business and where you see it going and share that you would be, you know, if this feels like the right thing, where you see it going. Yeah. And how you would love for them to, you know, support you in moving the business forward without having to make this kind of commitment right now. And and we're not even going into the, into the, reality of i would imagine if what you enjoy about your you know about your your job if you're enjoying being the solo you know the person at the center of things with a group of, of consultants who and contractors who support you doing payroll for a group of employees by yourself is, is not that, well that's that is you know like in i you know it's not being unambitious, but especially when doing my own consulting work, I'll just say it. I'm I'm kind of freaked out by the idea of having to pay people, like payroll people. Like they would keep coming, and then I think that's where you get into things about having a business loan for those fallow moments and all that sort of stuff. And you totally can. I think every woman who's interested in it should do it. For me personally, I'm like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. right. And thus I probably won't ever grow my consulting work beyond me and bringing people in for projects. Right. Maybe I at least right now it doesn't seem I, I would do that. It just seems involved. Cuz also you have to like take time away from it's a chicken and the egg thing maybe. I don't know. It's um take time away from the hustle of your kind of one man show and the work that you're doing to make time to set up the business in a new way. So you need to be committed to it. I I would. Yeah. I mean, I think one thing you you should, if you want to, I really do think you should. I'm always impressed with women who do it. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's interesting that you brought up Maura earlier who we love and she talks about entrepreneur form. She also talks about, a theme that, you know, you and I have heard in the work-life field and Friedman, like so many people have talked about, careers are not static Mm. anymore, right? So just because you don't want to do what this client is suggesting that you do now doesn't mean that you can't do it later or that there might not be another time in your career where it's a better fit. Yeah. What you want and need. Just because it's possible doesn't mean you have to take it 
And I think, I think the whole kind of ethos around lean in and just yeah, go, 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 go. Yeah. If it's there, go take it. And yes, we don't want anybody shrinking away from opportunity and we want to encourage all human beings who see opportunities for advancement to go for those opportunities for right. if they want them. And that doesn't mean you should force yourself. You know, this isn't like Cinderella's sisters, like trying to fit your foot into a shoe that doesn't fit. Like, don't, you're not, I don't know. I'm not trying to compare us all to the, the stepsisters, but. Right. We think that. Well, that's the intuition part of it, right? I mean, if you actually have a clear sense of where you want to go, even if it's just for like this year or whatever, then you can be confident that saying no is powerful. You know, it's it's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. And, it, you know, and I think it's it's challenging to, to really tap into this part of yourself that you feel like you can trust and listen to. Yeah. And particularly when there's, it's not just, do I want to buy this dress or is this bad yeah. for me? But like, is this the kind of commitment that I want to make on behalf of around my livelihood, around my time, mm-hmm. how that affects my family? I mean, we talk about work life, but we know it's such an expansive topic because you're talking about how to, how do you survive <laughs> It's real basics. It's like, how do you make sure that you've got Maslow's hierarchy of needs covered? Yeah. So like the basic, you know, the bottom levels, the basic foundations. And then you think about what's going to be fulfilling for you. But we're, you know, we're suggesting you you obviously need to get those kind of foundational pieces in in place first. So. Well, and then. If it is something, you know, you can see this as like a seed or something, you know, like, ooh, what do they see in me? Right. Just as, as an input. Like, oh, this is interesting that they come to me like this. What's missing for them in the market? Well, how are they not? You know, you can t- take this yeah. as a marketing moment of, you know. That is a great point. I think there is, I think you have your choice of ways to engage with this client, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking about sort of, as I've been mulling over this question over the past few minutes, like thinking about, well, you could just kind of give them an answer, like, thank you, but no, thank you. Yeah, no, mobile. that will freeze over before. Yeah, there, that's you one option. Go with them and say, cool, well, I have these big ideas for where I might want my business to go. Not this, not right now, but could you, you know, what are some other ways you could engage them in either giving right. you advice, giving you feedback, articulating their vision for where they see the business going. I mean, there's so many options for how to work with them that doesn't involve, yes, I will expand my payroll. You're so right. You know, like uh, I should have expanded my payroll all along. I'll have it done next week. Thank you. Right. I mean, I think the idea, right. The idea is that if they are excited enough and invested in the idea of helping you succeed, it's not just succeed the way they right. want you to succeed, right? It's the way they're actually signing They're selfish because we all are, you know, they're looking like, what's the need that they're trying to get? And you're the easiest. They look around and they're like, this, the easiest thing would be if she would just do this. 
Right. Yeah. I think the important piece is really just to, to think about where's the opportunity here, even if it's not an opportunity to expand your business into other, this thing that it isn't right now. Yeah. The opportunity you have to, you know, start to collaborate with a client in a new way to learn something about where you want to go with business. Like, what is the the non kind of black and white, but more like, you know, just just where is the possibility here? And it just doesn't have to be binary. Yeah, that's great. I mean, because some of the things, because then, and then if you do want to think this way, and you're like. Maybe this is it was a bit of a cold water shock, like, ooh, I hadn't, you know, I put that thought aside and now it's in my face and now it, it's like, well, okay, well, noodle on it for a while. Like, what would be the pieces that you, you know, in this conversation, you're saying no thank you and having other conversations with them, but let it be a seed that like sprouts of like, well, what sort of money do I have? Because it's, it's going to come down to money, right? If you're going to hire people, who, what are the roles I would want to hire? What would it take? Where do I want to go? Because don't you, there's like certain things where they're like, you don't just need like the money to pay for the person you need. So there's some sort of a percentage, like 150% to bring on a person of revenue or something. I've seen various things like that. Like it's not just having money to pay the salary, but now you're going to be managing and do, you, you need to be making more money than you are with your current clients, basically. So you need to kind of map it out and be as smart as you've been already. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. And, you know, I, I think at the, the last thing I'll say is be, yeah, be proud of yourself, right? Like this is, I even, know people want you, man. This, yeah, exactly. You're good at what you do. And you have clients that the, you have clients that like you because they would like to have more of you. And if the time is not right to give more, then it's a no thank you and and see where you can you can take the conversation in different ways. Yeah. I like it. Okay. So what do, um do we have any so we're telling them to have a breakdown with this client and just yell, running, screaming with hair on fire. Was that the answer? I can't remember. We're saying really pause, breathe, and listen to yourself. Reflect on what are you thinking. Name that. You know, it sounds like there's been an excited. There's an excitement that that was sparked with with this. Right? There's there's something that came up that is just got you thinking. Got you thinking. Got you interested. Name got that. you in, and honestly, maybe scared you a little bit. It, it would scare me. So I'm just saying, if that feeling came up, or it can be a tad overwhelming, like yeah. just like, oh my god, I can't take on thinking about another thing like this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, take time to purse that out. You don't have to. I think it actually will do a disservice to have kind of a quick like shark tank, like either you take this or you don't, right? Or <laughs> right. I you 10% of your company, I'm going to give you $100,000 for, you know, 95% of That's just not real. That's why it's a game show, you know? <laughs> exactly. So really try to give yourself the time to do that. Then take 
the opportunity to you know work with whatever thoughts come out of that. Yeah. Maybe it's a yes, maybe it's a no. Based on that, what options, what possibilities could you explore with this person who obviously cares about and believes in what you're doing? Mm. Do you want advice? Do you want to share a long-term view with them? What could you gain from this experience? What could you learn? What's possible? So reflect, strategize, and then get curious. And keep going. Yeah. I love it. Thank you, Raquel. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us on The Breadwinners. Do you have a sticky work-life question for us? Send it our way at thebreadwinnerspod at gmail.com. We're here to help. And please take a moment to rate and review our show. It really helps. And of course, join us on Facebook or Instagram at The Breadwinners Podcast. And until next time, keep hustling. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.